Hey there, podcast listeners, and welcome to what I guarantee is going to be a great episode of Chris and Matt's Skim Wikipedia, because prior to recording this, we just A-star, clapping at the same time, I think for maybe that's the best we've ever done in terms of syncing up our recordings through clapping, because uh, a lot of times we're off by a little bit, but this time we're both dead on, and so that has to, you know, presage what can only, I can only assume was going to be like a... A tremendous episode of uh, of the podcast, Chris and Matt's from, Wikipedia. From my end, and this is Matt, by the way, uh, we were not on. Oh, wow. Because so, on my end, we were like dead perfect. Was like, I was like, oh, yeah. We... Well, I think we found the heart of the problem that we're having with our recordings. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we uh, There seems to be some sort of uh, minor delay or something because, uh, yeah, on my end, it's like, oh, we, we absolutely nailed this. We clapped at the exact same time. That was perfect. Nope. That did not happen. <laughs> okay. Well, then, this is going to be another... <laughs> Good thing you guaranteed it. Now, all the listeners are going to need their money back. I, I didn't say it was a money game. Like, like... Uh, so, what are you guaranteeing? It's, like it's like that uh, Cajun chef or whatever. He'd always be like, I guarantee. I mean, he was not guaranteed. I mean, like, nobody could hold. No, not Emerald. Emerald? I don't, I'll have to look up this. I think he's, he went by the Cajun chef. This is perfect because this is... Uh, uh, what's that? The Raging Cajun? Not Paul Prudhomme, uh, either. Uh, Justin no, not, Wilson. Uh, uh, the, uh, who am I thinking of? Uh, well, the, the guy I was thinking of apparently has the very, oh, very wait, not Cajun name of Justin Wilson, who he... Oh. Mm, I thought you were going to say Justin Long. The person I was thinking of was, in fact... James Carville. He's not a chef, though. Uh, but yeah... <laughs> Yeah, but he's always cooking up yeah. hot takes on Justin, campaigns uh, Wilson, and politics. Uh, uh, Southern American chef and humorist known for his brand of Cajun-inspired cuisine, humor, and storytelling. He died uh, just six days before 9-11, so he never had to live in a world where that happened. So, you know, lucky him. Dying at the age of 87, too. Let's see. Uh, let's see here. I'm looking for some stuff about him. Where's him saying, I guarantee? Yeah, there he is. He's known, was known for his catchphrase, I guarantee. Uh, he appeared on the Ed Sullivan Show. Let's see, politics. Uh, Justin Wilson was the manager of the unsuccessful Democratic gubernatorial campaign of Lieutenant Governor William J. Bill Dodd. But this is like old school Democrats when Demo- the Democratic Party was still kind of like a, the racist party. So I don't know if necessarily him being a Democrat. Uh, oh, his, his, here's his partial discography. We've got... Uh, the humus world of Justin Wilson. What's I this? He, he recorded nine albums with Buckethead. <laughs> I wish he's got a bibliography which includes things like uh, let's see, um, this Justin album, Wil- his 1986 album, Pass, and then in parentheses, Ing, a good time. <laughs> yeah, what does the, Pass a good time mean? And then his his uh, 1996 album, Shoot Them Duck and Hunt. Trucking with Justin Wilson. Laugh a little with Justin Wilson. 1980 question mark? (laughs) Caught them fish from 1979. I Uh, really like that they just could not nail down when this album came out. Yeah, like his album Me, I Got a Friend, which came out 1960 question mark. According to Discogs, uh, Laugh a Little with Justin Wilson came out in 1982. It took no time to to find out. Maybe I should send it a, a What about the uh, the wondermiss humor of Justin Wilson, which Kelsey came what out What about Justin Wilson says, me got a friend? Yeah. And uh, Woo Boy, which also was a 1960 question mark. They just can't pin down these 60, yard, these 60 um, uh, albums he made. 
Uh, uh, and then in 2009, the posthumous released The Cajun King of Comedy. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, he's, he's trying to get on the whole King of Comedy uh, yeah. popularity sort of thing. Uh, yeah, there's the Kings yeah. of Comedy. There's What was the alternative Kings of Comedy called? The other uh, Kings of Comedy or like... There was, uh, I, I feel like there's one called the Latin Kings of Comedy, but that's like a gang, so I don't know if that's the case. <laughs> the <Latin>. <laughs> if <laughs> there is, that's very funny. <laughs> There, there is something on Wikipedia called the Latin Kings of Comedy, and it stars yeah George Lopez, Chich okay Paul Rodriguez. That's a very funny title. <laughs> I thought so. I was like, wait, if I if I oh I just put in when I put in Kings of Comedy, I was brought to a uh, re, oh because they're the original Kings of Comedy, the film. I was brought to a British reality series presented by Russell Brand. The premise was that eight comics lived in a Big Brother style house. To try and determine whether old school comics or the newer generation are best. Hmm. Uh, so we had the new comics. I always forget Gunn. that the original Kings of Comedy is directed by Spike Lee. Oh, wow. Uh, there's uh, the new comics were Janie Godley, Boothby Graffo, Andrew Maskwell, who ended up winning, uh, who also then ended up uh, narrating the MTV reality series X on the Beach, uh, and Ava Vidal. And then the old comics were Stan Boardman. It was an old David Copperfield, uh, Mick Miller, and Scott Capuro. Uh, so, and then this Andrew Maxwell guy won. Uh, he's got, let's see, he's 45 now. To tell you how long ago New School, uh, this show happened. Let's see here. Comedy Central's Drunk History, narrator X on the Beach. Uh, he announced that in November... 2019, he announced that Maxwell would be participating in the 19th season of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, where he oh, finished in 11th yeah. place. Uh, cool. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to think of who was the. It was like a. It was like a stand-up special. It was like David Cross and maybe H. John Benjamin. It was also called like the X Kings of Comedy. Uh, here we go. Discography. Not the Squeakquel. Not Chipper. Oh wow! Caitlyn Jenner was on Andrew Maxwell's season of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, but she finished middle of the pack. the The winner was Jacqueline Jossa, uh, a former EastEnders actress who still seems very young, unless this is an old photo of her. Oh, it's called the Comedians of Comedy. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, I remember that. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, Maria Bamford and Patton Oswalt. Yeah. Okay, I remember that. Yeah, but yeah, this. And they did a they did a tour where they didn't have any seats for people or whatever. <laughs> I just remember like watching the special on Netflix or whatever, and um, everyone is standing, and I was like, man, this is a long show for everyone to be standing at. It really stinks. Indeed. Oh well, mm. yeah. This uh, indeed, this, this indeed. Jacqueline Jossa, who won the nineteenth and most recent. Or, the, the most recent season of I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here. She, yeah, she's still fairly young. She's only 27 now. And she, I guess she probably was 27 then because she hasn't had her birthday yet this year. She'll be turning 28 this year. Which means she was a young actress when she's on EastEnders. And indeed, she started in 2010. So I guess she started, she was like, uh, what, did we do the math on that? 18 and she was on that show until she was like 20-something. She was a series regular. She won, uh, oh, she won at the Inside Soap Awards she won Best Actress in 2013, and in 2014 and 2016, she won Sexiest Female. What is that, the MTV Movie Awards? No, the Inside Soap Awards. Oh, they have a Sexiest Female? Ad- uh, do they have a Best Fight? Um, I don't know. Cause do they called, have a Best Kiss? There's a thing called the British Soap Awards. I don't know if it's the same thing. No, it doesn't seem like it's the same thing. I thought maybe they just changed the name. 
but uh, the British Open Awards, the the one that just won was Hollyoaks. It was presented by Jane. Oh, Hollyoaks rules. Presented by the it was presented by Jane Seymour, uh, mm. best actor went to uh, Gregory Finnegan in Hollyoaks. Uh, best male dramatic performance went to Adam Woodward in Hollyoaks. I don't know how those are different things. Uh, best uh, let's see. Scene of the year went to Coronation Street, but villain of the year went to Nathan Sussex, which uh, in Holly Oaks. I don't really know anything about this Holly Oaks. Holly Oaks is is a, like a British. Soap well, no opera. shit, um, asshole. But it's, <laughs> uh, it's a. Uh, I think it's like mostly like. Um, where is it? Yeah, well, the, it's just like you know, it's like a young adult kind yeah, of thing. The, it's fun. It's you know, it's whatever. They have six thousand episodes. The winner of best storyline was the impact of Aiden's suicide on Coronation Street. It beat out Daniel and Zara's breakup in Doctors, Knife Crime in EastEnders, Charity's abuse in Emmerdale, and Footballer abuse in Hollyoaks. Knife Crime. Yeah, that one best. Yeah, that one best storyline. That one best best crime. <laughs> They don't have that. They have a uh, and then uh, Aiden's suicide aftermath and Coronation Street also won best single episode, uh, mm. beating something called uh, Chaz and Patty say goodbye to Baby Grace on Emmerdale. I mean, everything you've just described is <laughs> something called. <laughs> I don't know any of these things. Uh, I thought maybe you'd have a little bit. I, I don't know anything about. I mean, I don't really know much about. I, I've I've seen a couple episodes of Hollyoaks, okay. and I've heard of EastEnders. Uh, I've heard of EastEnders and Coronation Street. Have you ever seen? Oh, I've heard of Coronation Street. Have you ever Street. seen Red Oaks? Nope. Uh, that's a Amazon Prime show that was set in the '80s. I watched the pilot and then didn't watch any more. Did you vote for the pilot though? Uh, no, I did not. So I that sub- you have no one to blame but yourself. I submitted pilots back in the day, but mm-hmm. before I realized that it was basically like a a, a scam, like a, a like a, a front, like a fraud. It's just like a way to like you know get people interested in the fact that Amazon was doing original programming, and then all the shows they brought on were like um yeah made like, by like well yeah, established uh, yeah. creators and stuff. Nobody knew got any opportunity at all. <laughs> yeah, they're like we're making a TV show based on Zombie Land. Yeah, but so like uh, I was really I was snookered into that but it's all right don't know nobody worry about me uh <laughs> did you hear that they're rebooting supermarket sweep with uh, leslie jones at the host i did not hear that yeah i like the i've been watching some of it on like a buzzer tv i saw something recently i never remember seeing in while i was watching it as it aired live uh, a woman uh knocked over like a display like a and like a display of like cans or whatever and she was docked a hundred dollars from her score for it for her team i never seen wow. that happen before i didn't know that like if you like uh knock shit over like that you were docked you're docked a hundred dollars her team did maybe not people win. were making uh, a little too much money on supermarket suite yeah or something well i mean like uh well i think those those, those prices didn't matter i don't think you got like m- like that amount of money like you kept it or whatever like you got money like if you went to the Final sweep, and you like collected all the clues or what have you. Anyways, I'd like to be a supermarket sweep. I'll sweep, I'll put that out there in the world. I like to run around. Grab, yeah, this is this the secret? You put it on yeah. your vision boards. Grab them hams, grab all them hams and all them cheeses. And that then that particular run, like everybody was so bad at it too. Like everybody was moving so slowly, and they were like grabbing like 
one little thing here and there. It was like the worst sweep I'd ever seen in all my years of watching sweeps. Did you ever see Shop Till You Drop back in the day? Yeah, I used to watch it when I was a kid. Me too. I don't remember anything about it other than there's like these stores in like a fake mall. Uh, I think it was kind of a lot like Supermarket Sweep, right? You just like get yeah. a budget, you have to go... We can look it up on oh, this yeah. website. Let's see. The American Game Show that was air, that was on the air intermittently between 1991 and 2005. Wow. Um, yeah, I was probably watching the Bob Loudon years. Uh, when he's directing the show, and it's pre- yeah. pre- presented by Pat Finn. Uh, narrated by Mark Wahlberg. Mark L. Wahlberg, yes. Mark L. Wahlberg. And then D. Bradley Baker. But, like, yeah, let's see here. The fourth <laughs> season, significant switch. Let's see, original series, the, the backdrop of gameplay was a two-story shopping mall containing 14 stores, two teams each consisting of two people, almost always male, female, married, engaged, dating, siblings, or best friends. Compete against each other to win prizes on the trip, shop to you, drop round, the bonus round, shopping spree, times to accumulate a package of at least $2,500 within 90 seconds. So that was like the thing they had to do at the end. Uh, and then they had a lifetime version. You remember the show That's My Dog? No. The game show That's My Dog, that was a dog-based game show. We had to guess which dog was yours. <laughs> no, I was like a television show, a family channel of two families and their dogs competed for prizes yeah, and games boy. and stuff. No, I never watched this. Oh, I definitely watched this on the family channel, like dogs, like going around a dog obstacle course, like the mixed up maze. That's what it was. The twist, yeah. I remember when I was like maybe in fourth grade. Uh, I think f- the Family Channel had just rebranded to Fox Family, mm-hmm. and they were airing uh, reruns of Pee Wee's Playhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and well, this was like the first time people were like willing to air Pee Wee's Playhouse <laughs> after like the after scandal. He got caught jacking it in a theater. Yeah, and I was like really excited about it, but they were also airing like reruns of like Mr. Bill, <laughs> which I don't know why, but I was like so pumped for, it, even though like I had never seen Mr. Yeah. Bill before, like because like I didn't watch like Belushi era Saturday Night Live because it's boring yeah. as hell. Yeah, um, but like I was very uh, all into Mr. Bill, probably because he was like he looks kind of like he's got like a Gumby vibe a yeah. little bit. Oh yeah. It reminds me of when I was a, a young lad. I'd be watching um, Nickelodeon after school when Stick Stickley was the host. And mm. I'd always be pumped when they were going to be showing an episode of Batfink. Yeah. Which was like this like old random like uh, like old cartoon. Like that was like because they mostly show shows like Doug or whatever. But then, like, Bat- yeah, I remember yeah, Batfink. It's a hundred episode series that first aired consisting of five minute shorts that first aired in April 1966. Yeah, it aired in basically 66 to 67. And it's, oh, he's chauffeured by his aide, Karate, which is a stereotypical-looking Asian man. I do not remember this from my childhood. But I just, like, found it, like, so different and so, like, strange or whatever that I was like, oh, this is, like, uh, uh, this is, like, you know, like, delightful to see. Even though, like, every episode was only six minutes long. And, um, uh, it's, uh, what the shit? Hidden political messages. According to Dave McAfee's Backfink site, a two-part political message is concealed in two episodes disguised as sped-up gibberish. He translates the message as follows. The most dangerous force in America today is Walter Ruther and his political machine. <laughs> this time we realized that they intended to run this country. When the smut publishers put a dirty cover on a clean book, let's take it at face value and call it trash and dump it in the river. <laughs> uh, Walter uh, P. Ruther, of course, was an American leader of organized labor and civil rights activists who built the Amer- United Automobile Workers into one of the most progressive labor unions in American history. And there's like a... Oh. Uh, <laughs> There's stretches of highway in uh, Michigan named after him. This can't be. This is this is not real. This is not a thing. Left home for the Let's see. A civil. I mean, 
he got all this civil rights activism. Uh, Shiv Cesar Chavez and the United Farm Workers March on Washington, Walk to Freedom, assassination attempts. And you're telling me that Hal Seeger hated this. And like in just one episode, he's like, I'm really going to stick it to Walter Reed. Well, it was across two episodes. Um, yeah. yeah, so he really loaded it, you know, uh, you know, two episodes out of the hundred that were produced. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the 696 is uh, named after him. And also a library on the campus of my alma mater, Wayne State University. So he's like a a popular chap in these United States, or by which I mean in this United State of Michigan, which makes sense because he was the president of the UAW, which is the uh, biggest, you know, of all the, uh, what do you call them, unions in the state of Michigan. He was a powerful ally of Martin Luther King Jr. in the civil rights mu- movement. He marched with... And, <laughs> and Batfink had it out for him. <laughs> he marched with King and some he made, for me. He made a powerful enemy in Batfink. Well, uh, Ruther arranged $160,000 for the protesters' release uh, when King and others, including children, were jailed in Birmingham, Alabama. He also, seems like yeah. a seems like an all right guy. Yeah, he's, he's an early supporter of Cesar Chavez, a uh, it's the uh, a lifetime environmentalist. His instrumental spearheading the Peace Corps, marshalling the Civil Rights Act, the Voting Act, Medicare and Medicaid, and the Fair Housing Act. Yeah, and uh, let's see. George Romney, governor of Michigan, once said, Walter Ruther is the most dangerous man in Detroit because no one is more skillful in bringing about the revolution without seeming to disrupt the existing forms of society. George Romney, of wow. course, being Mitt's dad. So. Oh, Pierre Delecto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, indeed. Good old Walter P. Oh, he died in a plane crash. Wow. <laughs> well, it's surprising to me. Oh, he went to Wayne State, but he withdrew from Wayne State. Just like some people I know that I went to school with because... <laughs> you? I don't know. No I, uh, no, I finished at Wayne State University. I got my I got my bachelor's degree in film studies. Thank you very much. <laughs> I wrote my final paper on the role that uh, family plays in the films of Wes Anderson. I wrote I wrote my final paper on the roles that marriage plays in films of the Coen brothers. Uh, I wrote papers about the Coen brothers, too. Uh, and the very last thing I wrote, because that, that was my senior thesis was that paper, but the very last mm-hmm, paper I ended same. up writing was about um, the relationship between The Simpsons and The Hollywood Musical, and I got an A on it. And the only note, the only note my professor uh, wrote on it and asked, <laughs> was fucking kill yourself. <laughs> no, uh... Cause like you know like this is like back in the day where like uh we had to like give her the paper in a self-addressed stamped envelope so that she could yeah, mail yeah, it yeah. to us and I, yeah. I I opened it up it had an A on it and she just wrote fun exclamation point <laughs> yeah she did not look at that paper uh, I remember one time I did that but I put the um, the return address and like the two address in the wrong spot so my teacher had to return to sender in order to get it to me. Really showing my, my professor that I'm a uh, like an active and smart member of society that can actually <laughs> yes, do, like yep, mail so a it's another another faux pas of the uh, computing world. Uh, oh, faux pas of the computer world! My favorite album. I've got my uh, what do you call it? My my microphone plugged to a different spot than what was giving me trouble before. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's like a Skype thing. I don't know if it's a microphone thing. Uh, this is like a microphone that I've used without issue for many, many moons, and so. But mm, well, mm, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But mm-hmm. what I was saying is that uh, I got mm-hmm. my uh, an email from the Wayne State University Alumni Association. Oh yeah, they always want money. What do I they don't want give money? It to them. Never. No money for me. I don't care if you're having a Los Angeles alumni event. Uh, I don't care if you're having a. Uh, 
alumni outing for the Detroit Tigers versus the Washington Nationals on March 14th in Lakeland, Florida. Uh, I don't care about the dance workshop concert going on from January 31st to February 2nd. Don't they know February 2nd is the Super Bowl? You think I'm going to go to your your dance routine thing on Super Bowl Sunday, Wayne State University? Somebody might if you want to the Super Bowl or the Puppy Bowl, which I assume is still a thing. I think it is. Puppy. I think I watched the Puppy Bowl last year. I'm not much of a Super Bowl am. person. That's for sure. Let's see, Puppy Bowl. <laughs> oh, yep, okay. February 6, 2005 to present on the Animal Planet format. Team Rough versus Team Fluff. Kitty f- halftime show. Other features. Puppy Bowls. Uh, oh, let's... Uh, Oh, wow. When they first started this shit, it got crazy ratings. Like, in 2007, it got 7.5 million viewers. It's, it's gone. Uh, they don't What's have now? Uh, anything on last year's. This is not applicable, but the 2018 one was 3.05 million. Well, it's supposed to be, like, a, you know, it's an adoption yeah. uh, event or something. Like, people adopt the doggies. That's, that's nice. Uh, let's see, puppy games, dog bowl, competitive shows, uh, Nat Geo. The puppy bowl also inspired the fish bowl. Four hours of goldfish swimming in a bowl, which first aired in 2014 on the Nat Geo Wild cable network. Yeah, that's that's, that is, that's insane. Uh, <laughs> this is truly insane. That's like the world's most boring well, ulog. Yeah, I suppose. Well, ulogs aren't exactly laying the world on fire, although sometimes they are literally. They're literally lighting the world on fire. They're not not lighting the world on fire, but like you know, Yule logs have a purpose, and I can't imagine a watching a um, yeah. f- fish swim around in a bowl Indeed. fulfilling the, the same purpose. Most valuable puppy of last year's puppy bowl was Bumble, a lab chow chow mix. Yeah, the last four, actually no, the last Dude. five um, puppy bowl MVPs have all been mixed breeds. The last pure breed winner was Loren. Uh, during Puppy Bowl 10 in 2014, just straight up a Britney. Yeah. Mm, yeah, she's a total Britney. I, I'd love to meet a, um, a Lauren that's I'd more like of a Christina. I'd love to meet a Samantha though. who's more of a Charlotte. <laughs> Wouldn't we all, my gosh. I kind of know what that means uh, from uh, you know cultural osmosis. <laughs> now, the only kind of dog, it seems, mm-hmm. that has been... Well, a couple of lab mixes have been MVPs, a couple of terrier mixes. Uh, let's see here, a couple of chow chow mixes, although one of them is a lab chow chow mix, so that's kind of like point double duty. But two different Jack Russell terriers have been uh, winners of MVPs, including the very first winner of the MVP. Back when Puppy Bowl 1 aired and only 0.150 million people watched it, not even, you know, it was like a barely a nothing event, the MVP was max. A Jack Russell Terrier. Man, in 2007, oh, yeah. it really, it really spiked. Yeah. That was the year, huh? I wonder what was going on. Yeah, it was just like, like promotion the tr- for it. Like they, it like, was trendy or whatever. It was promotion like for it, I guess. Thing. Then it just yeah. fell off. Oh, it still gets pretty good ratings, I guess. I see that's for yeah, animals. I have no I don't idea. I don't, ratings are normally like. Dude. The only thing I watch uh, on Animal Planet is my cat from hell. Let's see. MVP voting. Oh, voting has been done by viewers only since Puppy Bowl 11, which is kind of strange that they wait until Puppy Bowl 11 to have like people actually like vote. 
Uh, well, they probably were like, how can we increase uh, engagement, I guess? Yeah. Uh, and trying to figure out the marketing strategy of the, po- the Puppy Bowl. Uh, during the 2014 Puppy Bowl... Hold on. Pl- I need you to go to the entry for Super Bowl Sunday and look at the oh. <laughs> look at the picture the the profile picture for the entry. I'm, <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> it's just a group of people in the Air Force just watching the Super Bowl and clapping. Yeah, well, uh, the the one person's waving a terrible towel, so yeah. But it's weird. I guess cause they're like a. I mean, they're a Steelers fan, obviously, but. Uh, it seems to be other be other people like wearing like blue and white like maybe the Patriots or like the Colts were in that Super Bowl. Well, it says uh, that and, uh, this picture was taken uh, Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Seahawks. This is from um, oh, oh, oh Super Bowl forty in Detroit. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess that's the Super Bowl in Detroit. I remember that one because I was going to be watching it at uh, up at visiting uh, friends of mine at college at Michigan State. But the night before, we had such a miserable time hanging out. Me and uh, another friend of mine decided to drive back in the middle of the night. It's such an awful then, time uh, hanging out with your friends uh, that you decided to leave in the middle of the night. Well, it was a night of like, um, like you know, drunken nonsense, like people being angry, and like one of the, like the roommates of like uh, my friend and their housemates being like, "As you know, this is this is the last year this is going to happen. Your friends aren't coming back next year. Like this is not going to happen again." And then we were like, this is, like, like annoying. Like, if, like, people are going to be, like, acting like this and nobody wants us, like, to be here, let's just leave. And so we drove back in the middle of the night. Uh, and then the next day we watched the Super Bowl at my parents' house. We got a little Caesar's $5 Sad hot story. ready pizza. <laughs> which was a new thing at the time. Uh, I think it was maybe the first time I ever had one, mm-hmm. though, because it was a new thing at the time. And, uh, yeah, I used to, you know, eat those. Uh, but... Indeed, and there's also a, a picture from last year's Super Bowl of cakes bearing the logos of the Los Angeles Rams that. and the New England Patriots. Uh, indeed, and let's see, uh, food. Large amounts of food and alcohol are, con- are consumed on Super Sunday. The event is the second largest food consumption event in the United States behind only Thanksgiving dinner. And some of the police mm. departments have noticed a dramatic okay. increase in drunk driving Roughly on Super Sunday. million pounds of chips, 1.25 billion chicken wings, 8 million pounds of guacamole are consumed during <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday. Gross. Yeah, yeah. Uh, many pizza delivery businesses see their order numbers double as roughly 60% of the takeout ordered on Super Sunday is pizza, which I guess is probably normal anyways. I feel like if people are ordering like delivery or like, oh, I guess that's takeout, hey, which is different. But still, I feel like if you're buying for a lot of people, ordering delivery, pizza's a great a option. Times, it's pizza. Pizza. Pizza, yeah. yeah. as the, uh, what do you call them? The Olsen twins said, give Indeed. me pizza. Indeed, <laughs> Phil. Indeed. Uh... I, yeah, yeah. On that uh, song, I believe they're like no anchovies on the pizza. Yeah, they put like ramen uh, noodles or something on there. They want all kinds of crazy shit on their pizza. I wrote about, I wrote about this in a, an article one time. I was writing an article about mm-hmm. um, anchovy pizza and the history of anchovy pizza. Long story short, it's because pizza starts in Italy and the anchovies were like you know like a cheap fish that like you know like were like you know really available and very cheap and pizza was a passive food at the time so uh you know anchovies ended up at pizza because it was like a local quick cuisine delicacy because you know anchovies were a source of protein for poor people who could not necessarily afford other meats but had ready access to anchovies but then uh 
Yeah, and that song, I remember including part of that in the thing, and then just being like, yeah, like they're like, no, I took up the Gibby Pizza lyrics on Genius of all sites. I'm going to assume it's on, uh, the lyrics are on Genius. The Gibby Pizza, let's see, Mary Kate and Ashley Ocean, Gibby Pizza lyrics, Genius? Yep, it's on Genius. Let's see here. Uh, come on, come on, hurry up. I'm trying to, I'm trying to read the lyrics to Gibby Pizza here. Uh, that's right, a super giant pizza, plain nothing on it, and I like to deliver it as soon as possible. Girls, the pizza's here, thank you. Okay, guys, we clean out the refrigerator. I think we're just about ready to build the perfect pizza. G- give me pizza, let's see here. We got mega munchies, work out like the loading meat pizza. It's gonna be high like the Tower of Pizza. But to get there, you don't need a Why pizza. Why are you doing this? Pizza, let's see here. <laughs> now, set down the <laughs> now set down the pizza and bring me some chicken. Throw it on top and make a finger licking guacamole meatball. Whipped cream pouring like waterfalls. A little salsa to make it hot. Here's a lot of ice cream. <laughs> Here's a little ice cream to hit the spot. Toss the fish, let it fly. Yes, fly, 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 fly pizza pie. Pie. Let's see here. <laughs> Get your motors running, cause here we go. Chocolate sauce, spreading it slow. Oreos, marshmallows, caramel, coconut cream, egg food, young chicken Ugh. tongue. Hold the eyeballs. I'm gonna scream. Now don't forget the rice and the mashed potatoes. And what about those <laughs> green tomatoes? Batters up. Batters up. Catches ready. One, two, three, four, five. Spaghetti. Uh, pasta, put it on the pizza, fish sticks, put it on the pizza, ketchup, put it on the pizza, meatloaf, put it in the pizza, let's see, pizza, pizza. You're gonna uh, do the whole thing? Tacos, ole. Uh, I want pizza. <laughs> well, they, they put fish sticks. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they say nothing about anchovies, I was incorrect. Yeah, this is the, the Mandela, Mandela effect. effect. I'll just sign this out of here. <laughs> yes. Alright, I'll sign this out of here like a book from the library. I didn't even talk about all the uh, yeah, what old, she, what uh, comics I was, uh, <laughs> I was looking up on Amazon for like to buy some like a uh, well, old con- timey comic books and what have you, like some old Bewitched comic books and uh, some old Alf comic books and what have you. But uh, that's a story for another time, because I bought a I bought Batman sixty six uh, Archie meets Batman sixty six, but it wouldn't fit into the display case I bought because it was too thick of a tome. And so I was like, well, I gotta buy something to fit in there. And uh, I may buy um, when, uh, one of Scooby Doo and the gang teaming up with the Flash, because the cover art is the Flash uh, speeding by to steal some big sandwiches from Shaggy and Scooby. And it's uh, music artwork. So this has been Chris and Matt Skim Wikipedia. Uh, thank you to Gapper Media. Uh, you know, if uh, wherever you listen to this podcast, if it's possible to rate or like comment or what have you for the show uh that would be appreciated uh very much so that rhymes i'm in a rhyming mood because i listen to gimme pizza which is like it's yeah, kind of like, like the, the original, original rap, rap music, music. <laughs> or did you say rat music <laughs> said, the original rap music is um uh something splinter yeah was saying on I, Teenage Mutant I made Ninja another Girl. funny go ninjas go ninjas go <laughs> oh, what, what an, an old, old rat, rat indeed anyways uh yeah um you know uh on twitter how about that going to it's bazooka joe there's always at it uh at uh chris x morgan which is uh my non bazooka joe related twitter uh if you so chose and you can uh, find me at mship goods on twitter <laughs> yep uh and uh yep and uh this has been chris and matt skim wikipedia as always naked sex time <laughs>